banging, banging the most Christian hip hop and R and P. Holy Culture Radio. What's up, y'all? It's your man Jason here at CLE Radio. Look, man, make sure to be a city light. Holla. Found only through the blood of Christ. By definition, it's the payment of a ransom. A gift that none of us could afford, but that none of us deserve. And although many of us believe that we're the main character in the story, it begins at the end with God. In the beginning, there was nothing. No earth, no you, no me. Just a void and a God who existed in three. Created heaven and earth from nothing. One God, no discussion. Try to create something from nothing if you think I'm bluffing. Radio. Yo, what's going on? It's your boy Doc Watson, man, representing CLE Radio. We back in the building. Special show. That's right, man. Special release show brought to y'all by yours truly in Reflection Music Group. Uh, getting behind the J-Song Project, City Lights, man. Dropping today. Go out and get your copy. And you know what, man? If you're holding the extra few bills, man, get that Pro Redemption Project. You know what I'm saying? Definitely, man. Get them both. I mean, uh... 
You got to. I, they, they sound good together, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like cheese and crackers, baby. <laughs> Anyways, man, get your hands on the record. This is uh this this show here, man. We got Jason in the studio uh, on the phone, man. We're gonna be hitting him up and uh, getting real deep into the into the project, man, and just what he's doing and what's been going on since the last project. You know what I'm saying? So definitely, man. Hey, yo, man, we about to get it in real quick, man. We're gonna play another song off the Redemption album. Here's Pro and Lecrae. Clear the air right here on CLE Radio. Let's get it. What's up, y'all? Jason here, straight from St. Louis, Missouri, chilling with my man Doc watching at CLE Radio. I am a city light. Well, hey, you man, a city light? Like, 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 These fancies do you like Judas and Jesus, man? Time. 
sometimes cats get things a little twisted, so, you know what I'm saying? Just wanna put it out there for you, let you know where we at. What up, the train? What up, the train? Appreciate the cook. All your favorite hits on your favorite network. This is Holy Culture Radio. Yo, what's going on? The CLE Radio, man. Uh, we bringing y'all a special, you know, a special show, man. We got Jason on the line. What's up, homie? What it do, man? What it do? Yo, thanks for having me, man. I greatly appreciate it. Oh man, it's, it's, it's super straight, man. Like what we doing here, folks, man? It's a special show because of an album release. You know what I'm saying? You know, today is the release of uh, City Lights. Uh, man, I've heard so much about the project. Very excited about it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm just like super duper thrilled, man. Uh, looking forward to buying the album. A lot of cats I know are excited about it and looking forward to it, man. Um, we just appreciate you taking the time to get down with us. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, thanks for having me, man. It's, it's really a pleasure to be able to come on, chop it up with you, man. Uh, and then and then this is just going to encourage you not to run from me on, on a on the Xbox, on the Call of Duty. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I played against you on Call of Duty before, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think your I think your code name was or your uh, your, your, your your name was like Hater One One Six something like that. So I, <laughs> so I knew it was you, bro. I was sniping I was sniping you the whole game, man. I know you probably one of them dudes that runs around, you know, with the, with the shotgun the whole time or something like that. You know what I mean? So you know, just nah. just a special tip, man. I was a soldier. You know what I mean? That's that's one oh, thumb okay. down. Yeah, that's one thumb down for you right there. You know what I'm saying? For <laughs> sure. Yeah, man. I want y'all to know, man, Jason's serious on the uh, on the Call of Duty, man. Thistle told me a long, like, two-hour story about it one time. How they, how they kidnapped his homie and the dude didn't show back up for, like, three days after playing, like, 72 straight hours of Call of Duty. That was that was over the top. I, I couldn't believe that story, man. That, is there any is there any yeah. fact at all of that story that, that Thistle told me? Any, any, any facts? Yeah, man. We used to... We went over my boy Stephon's crib and we played the game for, like, two days straight, man. Hey man. Yeah, two days straight. Our wives let us go, spend a night over there. So really, we had got there like on the evening, and then stayed overnight, and then you know, stayed another night. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and say I wouldn't play that game 48 hours straight, because I probably would if, <laughs> if I had nothing going on and I could just take a time out. I I would do it, and especially if I had. See, it's different when you got other dudes involved, though. That's when the whole thing changes, right. like. You know what I'm saying? You need time to get used to them cats, and then you got you know what I'm saying, go out. And I, I love playing against other dudes, but I hate it when you get a dude on your squad that, all, like what we were talking about, like all that dude does is sit in the back. He don't get the game. Like, you're playing capture the flag. He's standing away in the back sniping dudes. Like, what are you doing, bro? Like, right. you know, I, I know there's a lot of cats yes, out there that can feel us what we're talking about. A lot of pain. Yes, sir. A lot of pain, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so in about a month, I, w- I don't want y'all calling Jason about this because he's probably going to be singing the blues, Doc Watson bringing it to him. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You know? Mm. Shall we shall see. Yeah, man. All right, man. Well, yo, back back to uh, what's going down, man. So this album. I mean, let's go ahead and get into the album first. You know what I mean? So people can kind of get an idea of what to expect. Now, how was this album going to defer from the last one? What's, what's some things you've done different? What's some things you've done the same? Give them kind of an update on what they can expect from City Lights. For sure. Um, um, I, I would say definitely diverse. The album is more diverse than any of my last projects. And then what I wanted to do was, it, you know, you remember listening to albums back in the day 
and they took you through different emotional fields and you know you got it was kind of a, an experience with the artist to some degree and that's what I wanted to create with this album like there's different emotions so actually when I picked my beats I picked my beats based off of based off of the the motion that they provided. So I'm not saying every beat makes you sad, but I'm saying I wanted each beat to give a different emotion. That's the feel of the project. So um, definitely diversity, man. Um, from track to track, it ain't like my whole album is not rah, 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 um, but it's just, it's, I wanted to create a good album and not just a bunch of good songs. Right. So I think in order to for people to really appreciate the album, I want people to look at it as a whole um, and not just in parts. Um, but I'm mad excited about the joint, man. Again, the album is called City Lights. Uh, it's out today, July the 20th. You can pick it up on iTunes. And um, another thing I worked real hard on was flow. Like just riding beats, trying to work on um, the creativity of what I do on different tracks, sounding different from beat to beat, you know what I'm saying? And um, just really trying to create excellent music that glorifies the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. And, and last uh, but not least. Oh, go ahead, man. My bad. And last but not least, this album is more evangelistic in nature, uh, whereas Life on Life and even The Seasoning, those albums were more uh, geared towards the body of believers. So this this album is more twofold and that, yes, it encourages the believers to be a light, but it's also for believers to be able to pick up the album and hand it to their to homies who don't know the Lord or, you know, buy them in bulk and go to the hood and, you know, hand some out and use them to minister to people who's come from, you know, a similar background from me. Yeah, that's definitely banging. So, like, for the person out there that don't really know what evangelistic really means, could you, could you break that down for them real fast, kind of give them an idea of what you're talking about? Absolutely. Um, the heart of the album is to be able to to be able to reach the person or the people group from um, majority to hood environment that don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's what I mean by evangelistic. It's a it's a promotion of the gospel to those who don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. And the album does that in nature. It's really geared towards people who don't know the Lord. That's banging, man. Yeah, uh, the song that you've leaked out, Goom, uh, man, that, that mug is banging, man. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I remember talking to you about that, and I was like, if the album is 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 going that direction, then I'm super excited. You know what I'm saying? Just because of the relevance that it has. So, uh, what uh, what prompted you to push Goon out first as your as your lead single? Because you know, to some people, it might have been kind of a risk because it wasn't a, uh, you know, it could be viewed as a song that you know isn't a, a song that can cross every boundary. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. But I think I think it did that. So, what was uh what was the process behind releasing that as a single? Um, well, I knew what I knew what my album was about, and um, I wanted to release a single that was that that gave the idea of what my project was about. But what what happened with the song, which is crazy, is that one of Thizzle homeboys got killed, and we had the funeral at our church because me and Thizzle uh, went to the same church, and me and him basically was over the whole funeral. He preached a sermon at the funeral, and um. And he basically made a statement. He was like, God did not make you to be a goon in his sermon. And when I heard that, now mind you, every dude in the funeral, these all dudes from the hood. And if you look in the funeral, they all look like goons. 
And when wow. he said that, I was like, hmm. And when I got to the crib, man, I actually, uh, I wrote the hook ASAP. And um, then it just, everything else just kind of fell together. So I wanted to release the song first because this is the first time that by God's grace, I've been able to make an album that's geared towards the context that I come from and that I desire to reach. So um, I was just like, man, you know, I ain't really tripping off if this gonna cross over or what all that. I just knew the people who I wanted to reach. And I was like, Lord, I'm just gonna be faithful to committing myself to that people group um, and let you do work from there. That's banging, man. So it's about that time for us to go ahead and drop a little something on the man. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you want to drop Goon? Because <laughs> we talking about yeah, it. <laughs> I, this is the lead single, man. Uh, the first single from the album. We also shot a video for this particular song. The song is called Goon. It's myself, Fizzle, and 83. You call me, you are not a goon. Yeah. Excess the music in the building, baby. Uh-huh. Hey, yo, Jay. 83, what up? We about to go in, baby. Let's get it. Yeah. I was made for worship, that I was made with purpose. Thought I was living, but I hadn't even scratched the surface. Learned I was made in this image, that's what it do. That's why I'm here talking to you. The homie, you are not a jewel.
timid Now here the model men OGs they may have raised you But he made you the model him Your heart beats for the streets Homie I feel your grind Heart beats for the streets And son lived and died Ride to give you peace So why ride with the streets Live your life as a goon Dying face God who's a beast We rep God over beats Hope the hood get it soon He knew you from the womb to the tomb You wouldn't need to be a goon Off with the hottest Christian hip hop and RP. Yo, yo, what's going on? CLA Rail. That was a uh, goon. You know what I'm saying? Brought to you by Jason, man. Uh, we talking to him right now. We got him in the building. What's up, fam? What it do, man? What it do? Man, yo, that song is banging, man. I'm loving it, bro. Uh, the Appreciate story behind it. that, though, didn't I didn't know that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's that's really powerful, man. Uh, I don't know if cats understand what, what, what the impact of that is to sit there, you know, watch a funeral going down. Uh, for someone that, that cats, you know, love and stuff, and, and a lot of these cats are living this life to be told at that point in time, this isn't what you were made for, because there's some people there that believe this is what they're good at. You know what I'm saying? This is exactly. this is this is their calling. You know, uh, you know, get money. You know, uh, and force do all these things, man. Uh, run run a hood. Like they feel like they're so good at it. So this is what I had to be here for. Not realizing that they're they're uh, you know not looking at a uh, not looking at what it takes to, to, you know, not to do that. They got skills and art for that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know what else? When we shot the video for Doom, we shot it on the west side of Chicago. Like, anybody in K-Town, and anybody know anything about the west side of Chicago, like, it's grimy. And we was right in the hood, like, literally. And, you know, I ain't know none of them dudes. But, you know, like, every, it was catch off their trapping, selling dope guns on them, whole nine. You know what I'm saying? Like when we got out there and shot the video, and we was able, man, to, and uh, them dudes, when you see the goon video, the dudes that are standing behind me, those are not Christian dudes. Like those are real goons from that neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? And um, I wanted them to be a part of the video. And the dope thing was we was able to share the gospel with cats while we was out there, which was dope. And then number two, like the whole hood came out. And by the time we left, man, the hood was singing the song. You know what I'm saying? So it was just dope to be able to be a light 
in that environment, man, to really be able to be a light in Chicago. We out there, and then we deep. It's a gang of us that's Christian. We chopping and busting it up with dudes, man. And, um, and that's what I feel called to. Like, I felt safe. I felt the Lord's protection. Even though these were straight grimy dudes, you know what I'm saying? And they respected us. And I could tell, man, when we left, they never expected that dudes would be willing to come to their neighborhood and rep the Lord, but then even make them feel a part of what was going on. You know what I'm saying? So it was dope, man. It was real dope. Yeah, I mean, what you're talking about, though, man, is so biblical. I mean... I mean, if you look at the apostles, man, if you look in the Acts, there's story after story about dudes that were just put into situations that just were not normal. You know what I'm saying? Uh, evangelizing a lot. You know what I'm saying? And um, I think a lot of times, and I was guilty of this for a while, that we view Christianity. Matter of fact, uh, in my community group, uh, we were talking about this. People are really getting uncomfortable with me being there because of this. Like, they they uh, they believe that being a Christian is, is, is being comfortable. Comfortable with everything being given to you life is easy it's relaxing you don't have to go out and do all that that's just not what you're supposed to do like no challenge like god doesn't challenge us you know what i'm saying i mean and when you go out into the, into into these neighborhoods and stuff like that you already know even if you even if you're used to living you know what i'm saying in, in a hood environment when you go to another one it's not your hood man so you don't really know it you know what i'm saying so you don't know who's who yeah you could be talking to a killer you don't know they know <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Definitely. So like, so would you say, man, that like, you know, that's like, how do you feel about that mentality of of, of the Christian that feels comfortable? You know what I'm saying? Like, no challenge. Like, how do you feel about that? First, I can understand as humans how we we because we sinful, like we just want to be comfortable. You know, <laughs> so yeah. I, I can relate to that. You know, I can relate to. You know, wanting to feel like that. I can relate to not wanting to go through things at times. I can relate to being frustrated when I do have to go through things. So I, I definitely can relate to the feeling. However, I do know that that shouldn't be something that I'm okay with, you know. Um, so that's something that we got to wage war against, you know what I'm saying, with our desire for things to be easy and comfortable. Um, so, you know, I just think that's something we got to wage war against, man. And it's just like anything else, man, um, any other city. And it's something we should be saying, you know, God, give me the grace to be dependent upon you. Because that's really what it boils down to. I want things to be smooth selling because I don't want to have to have any issues, any problems, or any incomfortability. However, when we have... When we have situations where we're not comfortable, they normally put us in positions where we want to be dependent and trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ. And, you know, we, we sinful. Like, we want to be dependent on ourselves. I heard somebody say that when, when you go look at a diamond, man, uh, and, and you test that diamond to see if it's real and to see uh, the quality of the diamond, they take the diamond and they put it on a, on a, on a black cloth. And the reason they put it on a black cloth is because because it has that black backdrop, it allows you to see the flaws in the diamond. But if you put the diamond on a white cloth, you wouldn't be able to see the flaws. So I think some of our uncomfortable situations, we could say that those are the black backdrops to our lives. And when we get those black backdrops to our, on, our, on our lives, then we're able to see the flaws in our heart and in our life. But if, every, if the backdrop was always white, we would always think we cool. So I think God uses those uncomfortable situations to discipline us, teach us, 
and to show us our own hearts. So it's, it's a process by which God sanctifies us, man, and uses it for his glory. So I would say just just trust in God that um, that he's definitely going to use the situation, man, no matter how uncomfortable it is. That's banging, man. Banging, dog. Appreciate that word, man. Definitely. Uh, all right, man. It's another song we got. Uh, possibly uh, the next single is "Parent Me" with uh, featuring Jr. So, give us some uh, some uh, you know some background on that song, man. Explain to us the concept. Absolutely. Well, we have released the song "Parent Me" for about five days and took it down just to kind of let people taste buds. Uh, the song "Parent Me," man, is really dear to my heart, um, and it's, it's it's three different scenarios. Um, and I'm speaking from the perspective of me being a child. Um, and I'm three different kids throughout each verse. And the idea is that these kids are going through situations where their parents are in the homes, they there, but it's like they not there because all they do is provide, but they not actually parenting them. So the kids are saying stuff like, man, my, my friends are having sex and I'm wondering, should I do it too? But me and you never talk about it. Like, I don't even know what, I, what what should I be doing? You know, should I do this? Should I not do this? You know, and, and the second kid is like, man, you know, my daddy, he, he get blown. He a hustler. And he, I got all the J's, all the little kicks, but that guy really just won't shoot. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and the third verse is, is a child whose parents are actually in church. And his parents are solid. Like, they know the scriptures. They involved in ministry. They they out preaching the gospel. But the child is saying, like, you ain't never taught me the gospel at home. You out preaching the gospel to the world, but you ain't never sat down and opened the Bible with me. You know, um, and he just basically, then the child is basically saying, look, I, I'm a babe in the faith. I need you to find me. So right. each verse comes from a different perspective about parenting. And um, I knew I wanted to do the song, but I was watching a documentary about Lil Wayne. And um, they was interviewing his daughter. And they asked his daughter, they said, man, they said, what's the best gift your father ever got you? And she sat there for like 60 seconds and thought about it. And she said, when he came home. And it blew my mind. I was like, wow, this dude probably bought her the world. And the thing that was most impressive to her was when he was there with her. And it just helped me to see that, man, we could go, we could provide our kids with the biggest and best homes with trampolines in the backyard and Xboxes and Nintendo Wii's and pool tables and all the finest clothes and food and all of that stuff. And, and work two or three jobs to get it for them. But then what happens is they end up missing us. And they're more concerned about us than they are about their stuff. So the song is just to raise awareness to parents um, to say, like, yo, we need to be parenting our children. So this is the song. It's actually the second single. Uh, we, we're working on shooting a video now for this particular song. So keep us lifted about that. Uh, pray that it touches the hearts of some of y'all, man. And um, again, City Lights out today. This is, the, this is the second single from the album called Parent.
appreciate your grind You give me everything I need But I really want your time I must confess it's hard to express how I'm feeling But I'm going blocks of bitterness Quickly becoming builders Listen, you're never home To the point that I don't notice when you're gone I'm getting older but I'm growing all alone How can you raise me without even knowing me? Everything I do is just to get you to notice me You realize you're the great influence in my life And your absence just might be what's ruining my life I got questions but we don't talk on the usual My friends are having sex and I'm wondering Should I do it or you do? Who should I go to if you were never dead? And if you never ask, would you ever be aware? You say you care for me, you don't get it apparently I'm young and just a child, I need my parents to parent me Look at my pain, look at my tears Tears I feel so alone Ain't nobody to talk to Cause all the days that I still without you It's like you Jays laced in new gear, but I would trade it all if I'd only have you here. Yeah. I smell a dough you blowing, cause it be so potent. Oh, yeah, I know this, but you don't think I'm a one smoke. I see your love for the streets, and I want that love too. You taught me to be hard, but you rarely tell me I love you. Moms be mad, she always be talking bad about you, but honestly, dad, I don't think I'll become a man without you. And she be gone, matter of fact, she never home. She clubbing the work, and I'm living like I'm already grown. I got a place to stay. And can shine at the mall But I'll honestly say I don't have no guidance at all You say you come for me But don't know I can barely read I'm young and just a child I need my parents to parent me Look at my life Look at my pain Look at my tears Tears I shed I feel so alone And nobody to talk to Cause all the days That I spend without you It's like you Church, I see your love for God. You I give do. me everything I need, but I really need your time. Need your, time. your godly life and love for people amazes Man. me. But tell me, should the church take my mom and my dad away from no. me? Away from I'll me. say this simply: you know a lot spiritually involved in ministry, but often you don't remember me. Remember you me. teach the youth, yeah. show them how to model and live. Yeah. But at home, you've never shown me what the gospel but is. I see you share with those seeming direly hopeless. Inside, I cry because we've never cracked the Bible open, and I'm dealing with pressure. And don't know what to do Dude. Know what it's like to be the only Christian in your school I love that 116, they tell me to live unashamed But that's hard when those around you want another thing You study thoroughly, but don't get it apparently no. I'm a babe in the faith, I need my parents to parent me Look at my life, look at my pain Look at my tears, tears I shed is Holy Culture Radio. Yo, CLE Radio, that was Parent Me featuring JR, man. Great song, uh, very in-depth, man. Like, one thing I've noticed about Jason, if y'all don't know, uh, 
is he's a deep individual on the, on the basis of how he looks at things. Like, I've learned this after kind of getting to know him a little better. Like, basically, when I was just, when I saw the title Parent Me, I, I right away in my mind put it, put it into a category of, yo, know, this is about being a dad or a mom. You know what I'm saying? Just the first level of being a parent, right? The first layer. And then he takes it one step further and says, nah, on top of that, like, get into your kids' lives. It's, you know, just, just get personable. Like, that's something I've noticed about you, man. You know what I'm saying? Is you're deeper than the top layer. Like, the top layer is where a lot of people go, and I just did that with your song. And I, and I know there's a lot of folks that probably saw that title or heard this, the song title or whatever just now, and we're thinking the same thing. I'm, I'm sure of it. You know what I'm saying? You know? Dude. But yeah, you take things yeah, one step further, man. Like I, I like that about you, man. Appreciate that, bro. Really do. Yeah, man. So on that, I mean, just just now that I see how you think, like now I'm a little more intrigued about the album because I'm sure uh, there's a lot more to this album than meets the eye. Um, you know, just just the lifestyle you're living, man. The way you grew up, things you've been through, man. Just give us more background, just of who Jason is. Uh, the human side of you, man. You know, so many times we we take the artists and we put them on a pedestal and and and, and get this thing like this guy is blemish free, no problems. You know, um, yeah. so give us kind of like the walk. You know, what's going on with you? Yeah, man? definitely. I give you the condensed version. I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. I was born and raised here, um, and uh, basically just a typical dude growing up in the hood. Uh, my father passed when I was real young, and. Um, my mother, she she been getting high my whole life for the most part, um, at least as far as I can remember. Um, and because of that, um, I ended up getting raised. Or the dudes who was selling my mother drugs were the dudes who took me under their wing and uh, basically taught me everything they knew. So by the time I hit 12, I was already smoking weed and selling dope. And by the time I hit uh, 15, 14, I started snorting heroin. Um, that led to me and my friends robbing, robbing cats just to support our, our drug habit. Um, so in the song Goon, you heard me mention, you know, boy, had your boy gone. And basically, I'm just talking, that's what you call heroin, this boy, it's something you snort, you know. So, um, so throughout all of that, my best friend was killed at the age of 15 years old, trying to rob somebody. Um, and but that didn't make anything easier, you know what I'm saying? And then over over the course of time, you know, now that I look back, I see how the Lord was nudging at my heart, trying to get my attention. Um, and eventually, He made the gospel clear to me. I ended up getting saved at the age of 21. Um, nothing in my life says I should be a Christian. Like I didn't grow up Christian home. Like I went to church every now and then, but it was nowhere near anything faithful about it. Um, so nothing in my life says, yo, this dude should be Christian. Um, so the age of 21, man, I got saved or rocked my life. By God's grace, I met uh, Flame and J.O. and Fizz and the rest is kind of, the rest is kind of history, man. Um, so, you know, my, my heart is to try to reach that context to people. Like, I still go through the hood regularly. I, like, my homies from the hood know me. Like, they they respect me. And when, when, they, when they ready to change or they want to do something different, I'm the person they hit up. And 
we actually recently, man, just shot like a short documentary. It's about 10, 12 minutes long, and it just kind of walks you through my life. We interviewing different dudes from the hood I grew up with. We actually got a straight interview with my mother on a documentary, man, and her, her portion is mad emotional, man. So people will be able to kind of walk with me um, through my life. And really the idea of the documentary is just to say, like, I wasn't always a city light. You know, at one point, I was I was a dude that, that invested in the darkness that was done in my city. You know, I, I discipled and trained cats to, to snort dope, sell crack, and shoot guns. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I was an investor into that life. As it says in the Coronas, not only did I do simple things, but I approved of them. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. then when God rocked me and changed me, now my desire is to be a lamp lit, man. And, um, and I do that by serving in my local church. Now I'm investing in dudes, but I ain't teaching them how to, you know, snort dope, chill, crack, and shoot guns. Like, I'm teaching them how to study the Bible, you know what I'm saying, preach the gospel, and live a godly life. So that's that's really where even the idea of the album comes from. Like, yo, like, it's really just through life experiences, what I've been doing, what I've been going through, and um, what my what God has been burdening me for. And the album is really an outpour of that. Wow, man. I mean, the documentary, to me, uh, sounds really intriguing, man, just to see, you know, because that's a huge change to make. I don't know. Let's put some, some realness to this because a lot of times we hear stories and we don't associate or, or connect to them real well. You know what I'm saying? Especially if we haven't been through that lifestyle. But people got to understand, man, what, what that means to be, you know, to be out, you know, basically being a dope boy. You know what I'm saying? You got you got dudes under you looking up to you. You got money, you know, which is power. And that's what it's all about. You got influence in your neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you get to you get to run things like this is this is everything the flesh loves. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Amen. And then on top of that, it's like my life is not is not to say you have to have been through what I've been through. Right. My life is just to say we've all been through or are going through something. Something. So it doesn't saying? matter if you're from the suburbs. It doesn't matter if you've never been to the hood in your life. There's something in your past that you've experienced. You know what I'm saying? And there's things in your past that you went through. And this is just my journey. My journey isn't any worse than yours or any better than yours. You know, it's just based upon the person that's living it. So my life is to say, it don't matter where you grew up at. You don't have to grow up in the hood. You mm -hmm. could be in the suburbs. You, know, you don't have to experience none of the stuff I experienced. It really just boils down to the reality that the same God that saved me from the environment that, that had me bound and trapped in sin is the same God that can save you from whatever environment has you bound and trapped in sin. So it's not really just for the dude in the hood. It's really a testament to say, I don't care where you from, what city you in, you know, what neighborhood you in, God is the same. And, and the Bible tells us that he wants, he's saving men from every nation, tribe, every tongue. So it don't matter, you know what I'm saying? And mine is just unique for who I am. And I'm sure yours or whoever else's is unique for who they are. But the same God, um, the same spirit, the same Lord, the same baptism, you know, um, that, that, that changes me and redeems men unto God. Yeah, just just to make a just an over point, man. Like 
when we hear when we hear these songs, like this is something I used to do. I used to listen even to like I don't know if you ever heard Way FM, right? They got all the CCM stuff going on, all them songs, and that th- them songs weren't relevant to me. I felt like so I wouldn't listen to it. You know, I used right. to joke with my wife about it and say they all sound the same, you know, all that kind of stuff. No no offense, I just used to do that. So I started listening to some of them songs, and there was one song that came on by Britt Nicole, right? Not trying mm-hmm. to take us away from the combo, but she said uh, the song is a, is a song where she's talking about uh, her mom stepped out in faith and opened up this home to, to girls that were, that were needing a place, and they would use that opportunity to evangelize to them. And um and how risk and how how much of a risk that is and how and how tough it is and how she didn't feel like she could do it but because of the Holy Spirit she knew that that she would be given what it takes to do it you know what I'm saying she was just her so she just went into it and I was thinking to myself how many times have I you know saying uh, denied a, a, something I was supposed to do because of my fear and what God was asking me to do you know what I'm saying and so to bring that back you know when we listen to these albums we should we should apply apply what people are saying like what you're saying on this record to our life like. It's not just about the dope boy situation. It's about any situation that we live in where you can relate to it. You know what I'm saying? Plug yourself in with your in, in your context in your life. Don't look at Jason and say, "Well, I'm not a dope boy, so this is irrelevant." Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying that's not exactly. what he, that's not what he's talking about. Could, could you just just kind of talk about that for a minute, man? Kind of help plug that in. I think you just did, but I don't, I don't know if they got it. So I wanted to plug it one more time. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Again, like you know. Um, even though my album is about my life, my album is more so about the God who interrupts our lives. Like that, that's what the that's what the album is about. Even though it's it's a testimonial project where it talks about my background, more importantly, the big picture is about the God who invaded my space. Um, even when I didn't want him to. So um, in light of that, the album is to say on the back end, it doesn't matter your background. Your background doesn't have to look like mine. You don't have, you never had to sell dope. You never had to shoot a gun or any of that to relate to my album. And the reason that is, is because you can relate to my album in the sense that there's something in your own life that you've experienced that that same God who invaded my space and took me from the block is the same God who may have invaded your space and took you from the suburbs or invaded your space and took you from just the idolatry of maybe being around rich parents and rich family who have things. And now your, your, your whole press was maybe for success because your whole family was successful. Your whole family had money. Maybe they doctors or lawyers or just good jobs and nice homes and everything you pursue in life is success. And you're consumed with that. You find your identity in that. Well, that's no different than me from the hood. I was consumed with a different type of success. My success was just a hood success. And I got stripes from that. Everybody in my hood was was like that. So that's what I pursued. So, um, but that God invaded that space and the same God will invade your space and save you so the album isn't about the album isn't particularly about a hood dude the album is more so about the God who invaded the hood and when you look at it from that perspective then you can say well look if that God invaded that hood then that God can invade mine or invade Ryan and I would say yes he absolutely can that's banging, man. Let's let's get another song. Uh, 
Let's hit him with something, with some more of that, uh, with some more of that heat, man. What you got for us? Yeah, yeah, man. Um, I take it old school. This is my last album. It was called Life on Life. Um, I definitely would encourage you to pick up this project as well. And um, since we're talking about God invading things, I thought it would just be dope to play this song. It's called Who Is He? Um, and the song just talks about how how God Himself wrapped himself in human flesh and died on our behalf so that we could have a relationship with him. He invaded the world he created, you know, in order to save the men who were bound in this world. Uh, the song is uh, featured with my boy LaCroix. Uh, it's called Who Is He? Holla. Some skidding bones. It's hard to live just breathing a death. When the same God that made you was breathing your breath. Who is he? God in the flesh who was tested, who came manifested, was killed, resurrected. Who are you? Do you even know who you are? Created to know the God who created the stars. Who is he? He was, he is, he will be. Death couldn't hold him, and neither shall death still be. Who are you? You're better off never existing if you don't trust the God of the scriptures. Seen as visible, infinite, seen in finite, spirit becoming physical. It's odd, man. God, man, slept and obeyed. The yeah. earth kind finds to breathe the very breath that he made. Yeah. He would sweat, sweat. He would weep, weep. even eat, eat. For his hunger. Death, death, three, three. So we see, see, stronger. Could give us anything, even offer us wealth. That wouldn't be love if he ain't offer himself. So he stepped down, down. from his throne and removed his crown to touch the ground. Though he knew he would be bruised and bound. He is, now and then, next and later on. It still is what me and Craig can't convey in this song yes. No, our minds can never reason this thing The question is, do you truly see him the same? Do and you? if you see him the same, do as the living God and matchless Christ How much do these truths impact your life? Impact who is he? God in the flesh who was tested, who came manifested, was killed, resurrected Who are you? Do you even know who you are? Created to know the God who created the stars Who is he? He was, he is, he will be in order for Jesus to suffer and die, he had to plan it way ahead of time because he couldn't die. Immortal. He didn't have any body, and yet he wanted to die for you. So he planned the whole thing by clothing himself with a body so that he could get hungry and get weary and get sore feet. The incarnation is the preparation of nerve endings for the nails. 
the preparation of a brow for thorns to press through. He needed to have a broad back so that there was a place for the whip. He needed to have feet so that there was a place for spikes. He needed to have a, a side so that there was a place for the sword to go in. He needed fleshy cheeks so that Judas would have a place to kiss and there would be a place for the spit to run down that the soldiers put on him. He needed a brain and a spinal column with no vinegar and no gall so that the exquisiteness of the pain could be fully felt. I just plead with you, when you're reading the Bible and you read water toy texts like he loved you and gave himself for you, you wouldn't go too fast over it. Linger, 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 and plead with him that your eyes will be your favorite hits on your favorite network. This is... Holy Culture Radio. Yeah, what's going on? CLE Radio. That right there was uh, Who Was He? Jay Saw featuring Lecrae. All right, man. So we got into some deep stuff. Definitely, um, I feel we definitely got across what this album is aiming for in a sense. So with that being said, let's get into more of the logistics of the album, man. Just as far as, you know, your features, uh, production, things of that nature, man. I know we haven't really talked a lot about that. So, uh, what's going on with that, man? What are some uh, high points? Let's see. Um, features, man. I, I got a host of dudes on the album. Uh, like you heard in the song Goon, I got, uh, I definitely got Dizzle featured on the album. My boy, 83. Um, I have Or Swift on the album. Um, I got Flame on the album. Um, then I have uh, some dudes from St. Louis, man. Mike Real, Rio. Definitely some cats you should check out. My boy Saved. Um, so I got a host of people on the project, man. It really brought their flavor. JR is obviously on the primary joint. Uh, Jay is featured on the album, another singer. She did her thing. Got a young dude from St. Louis. His name is Box. He featured on the project. So uh, just a host of different people, man, that brought different flavors and different feels to the project. And I tried to do things a little bit different with this album. So I had like a core group of about four people who I sent every verse, every hook, every beat to. And, um, you know, just a filtering process of dudes like this ain't hot. If I ain't get, you know, more than two, three dudes to approve it, then I would shut that mug down and, and restore it. So I uh, really put a lot into this project, and it was a grueling process. Um, in terms of production, I got my man Israel Music. Um, he's a beast, man. He produced like half the album. He was my go-to guy. Um, then I also got a, a joint uh, that was produced by my man D. It's called Crank It Up. I got Juice who produced some stuff. Uh, he produced a lot of Fizzle album, uh, D Flow, um, and Tony Stone, man. So the production is definitely ranging from all different um, different spectrums, bro. Wow, yeah, it sounds like you got a pretty uh, pretty strong project, man, as far as the producers, the, the artists. And something that caught my attention, though, um, something that, that not a lot of cats seem to do, but some are starting to do it more often, is getting accountability with uh, your verses. You know what I'm saying? Running it through people, letting them hear what you're talking about, seeing uh, how that's looking. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, and then, then too, I can't forget your man Pro on the album, man. Um, and he, he definitely did his thing on the album, man. So that joint is a beast as well. So, absolutely. Yeah, man. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's a good song, too, man. I like that joint. You know what I'm saying? I got I got to hear that one. That's about all I got to hear. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I haven't people I haven't even heard the album yet. You probably think I've heard that but I ain't heard it, man. You know what I'm saying? They don't treat me like that. You know what I mean? They lock they lock me up for a month, let me out, let me let me talk about stuff, put me away, you know what I'm saying? But no, it's all good. It's all good. Show. But yeah, that's awesome, man. Like I know uh the reason I brought that up though about about you letting Cass hear what you're talking about is that's something that Pro did with uh, Redemption. We never did that before. We just write our, our songs and then we just, we'd be done with it. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. But he, he called me one day and was like, man, uh, you know, I think I'm, I'm going to get dudes involved with uh, with my writing, man, just to make sure that I'm on point and, and that, you know, it's, that it's, you know, contextually right, that there's no issues and there's nothing wrong with that. I think, I think when we don't do that, a lot of times, uh, Really, honestly, man, uh, one of the big factors might be pride. You know what I'm saying? Trying to be uh, yeah. someone that busts something on people without nobody knowing what you're going to talk about. <laughs> you know what I'm Absolutely. saying? But yeah, yeah that's, man, definitely. Is that something you've always done? Or is that something you just added for this project? Um, we've always pretty much done it. Um, it was more intense for this project. This project was more, it was less about content and more about artistry. Mm. So in the past, like we've always ran stuff by each other for content to make sure things were theologically sound, and, you know, stuff like that. That's something we've done from the get-go. Uh, but this is the first time where um, pretty much we all kind of are aware that our content will pretty much be on point. So. For this project, I focus more on like, give me your perspective of the artistry. How, how am I, am I riding the beat well? Does my flow match the beat? What about this hook? Do you think this hook is tight? Uh, or what about my verses? Are my verses good? But what do you think about the beat? Is the beat, is the beat cool? Well, what about the heart of the album? Do you feel like people can leave and, you know, leave with what, what the heart of the project is? So it's been more about artistry for this project than it has about content. Which is probably even harder sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's definitely harder, man. It's definitely harder. And and um, I think that's that's one thing that, that helped this project out a lot, man. It's just having different ears. And this wasn't people saying, "Oh, do this," or "Oh, do that." It was more so just like, "All right, I did this. How, how y'all think? How does that register?" Yeah, that's good. So you know, I just man, I really encourage people to pick up the album again. It came out today. Uh, the name of the album is City Light by Jason. Um, you can get it from iTunes, Amazon, any media outlet, and it's also in stores as well, man. Um, or you can pick the joint up from lampmode.com, L-A-M-P-M-O-D-E.com. Yeah, man, I encourage y'all to, you know, to get that mug, man. Go on iTunes, go on, go online, anywhere. Y'all definitely pick it up, man. Y'all, y'all don't be, uh, don't be buying the singles, man. Buy the album. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Experience the project in its fullest. You know, we turn into a singles society buying our favorite songs. But I think, uh, I think with this project right here, I can see why that might happen with some projects. But uh, I think with this one, you might be missing out if you don't just get everything in its, in its entirety and listen to the thing all the way through, the album all the way through. I think you might be missing out. I think you, I think you might get a little upset because your homie might say, "Man, did you hear the next joint though?" And you'd be like, right. no, I just bought like five joints off of there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? absolutely, man. You know, then absolutely. you got to spend more money. Just cop it all at one time. You know, let's just just kill it all at one time. Buy, buy the whole thing. You know what I mean? 
Just to wrap up the album, man, uh, I, ha- I have to ask this because I, I know for a fact that we go through this uh, doing music on our side. Give me give me a point in this album, whether it was a breaking point or a growth point, something from this project that you took away. Because every project grows you in some kind of way. So this one, man, what, what do you think you gained from this this project completion and all? What do you, what do you think you gained from it? As an artist, um, as, as a minister, anything, just all, all, all around, what, what's something out of this you feel that you, that you gain from it? Man, just, just trust in the Lord. I, I mean, I know that seems cliche, but honestly, I think that's something we always need to be reminded, man, is that God is faithful and God is there. Um, and he got our back, yo, because I remember just going through, man, like, I, I didn't even think I was going to actually be able to put out an album. I couldn't write nothing, man. Like, it was to the point where it was it was bad. Like, I didn't have no songs, no nothing. I was concerned. I think the label was even concerned. And, um, you know, I remember just being frustrated, man. Like, man, this is ridiculous. And, um, and honestly, man, I was just like, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I need you. You know what I'm saying? If it's in your will for me to do this, Lord, man, I mean, you're going to have to give me, you're going to have to provide me with words, man. So, you know, just really being dependent upon the Lord and realizing that it's not just about my gifts, but it's, it's also about what God wants me to communicate. You know what I'm saying? So, just to trust in the Lord, be dependent upon Him. That's what I would encourage anybody, even if you're not doing music. You know, trust in Christ and His strength. Even when it seems like He's not there, we know that it's not true because we know the scriptures tell us that He'll never leave us nor forsake us. So He's there, you know, for those who have their trust in Him, man. So just to be dependent upon Him. All right, man. I appreciate you sharing that, bro. And yeah, I, I do know what you mean. Sometimes we take it as a cliche thing when we say trust in the Lord. But I'm learning every day myself, man. And I, I want to just just follow you up like when you start having to depend on god for stuff and you start getting broken this is what happened to me anyways you know you start to realize what that really means like i think a lot of times when i when i have to say something like that i understand it's like i feel like it's a cliche saying but it's it's like nothing is more real than that saying you know what i'm saying there's just no other way to put it without having to explain 1000 different things that happen to make you say it (laughs) you know what i'm saying like but yeah, it's it's definitely definitely about that. When when we, when we are serving Him, we have to learn how to how to have faith and trust in Him. Otherwise, it's really you know we really can't serve Him. You know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. It's, it's a hard. It's kind of hard to make that connection. But all right, bro. Hey, y'all y'all get the album. It's out today. This is official. City Lights, J Song, man. All kinds of great songs. A lot of good. A lot of good content. Definitely get a you know get get filled up by the album. You know, Edify, man. Just a great project, man. Um, Appreciate sure, it. Yeah, make sure you get it from, what is it, lampmode.com, right? Lampmode.com. Lampmode.com or pick it up from iTunes. Um, if y'all don't know, old boy Rick Ross' album came out today as well. And we really feel like my album is going to be able to reach the people that come from this context. So help us on the iTunes aspect of things, man. So definitely go to iTunes and pick up the album, man. Uh, Jason, and again, the album is called City Lights. Yeah, man. Hey, let's give one more song, man. On the way out, let's let's give him something to get uh to get excited about, man. Let's let's we gotta we gotta let him know this ain't this ain't a game, bro. Let's give him something. Absolutely. So since, since I've been encouraging people to be a light to their city, man, I figured I would leave y'all with this song. It's called Crank It Up, and uh, it's just one of those concert bangers. 
hard bass, 808, banging drums, man, featuring my man Pro. And the whole idea of the song is to say, look, man, they say your light ain't bright enough. You need to go ahead and crank it up. Man, crank up your life. Be a light in your city. Go hard for the Lord Jesus Christ, man. So this is the song off my album entitled Crank It Up, featuring my man Pro. Make sure to pick up City Lights. Holla. Surprise. 
pound sign. So go on and crank it up. Cause some is hard to see. Let your light shine. And watch the darkness flee. The world it bars with me. But his word is charging me. And I'ma stand down, stand out like he's calling me. They say your light ain't bright enough. Go on here, crank it up. Go on here, crank it up. Go on here, crank it up. They say your life ain't hype enough. Go on here, crank it up. 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 You should be.